Um, Salacious Book. Sequel to Salacious Crumb. Salacious Crumb. The guy from the Star Wars? Bib Fortuna. Oh, Bib Fortuna. (laughs) Oh, Bib Fortuna. (laughs) Why do I imagine that to the the tune of the (laughs) Star-Spangled Banner? Oh, Bib Fortuna. That's that's good. That's good. That's about all the singing I can do. And salacious crumb. And salacious Bartleby Crouch. And the Jabba's are big. Oh, God. This is bad. No, it's great. Oh, no. He's so mad. Bib Fortuna. Oh, you want to grab some room tone? Hey, man. Hey, hey, hey. I don't know with the Star Wars, but when I go to my favorite deli, you know, down the street, I need a Bib Fortuna. Can I get a Bib Fortuna for my lobster, please? For this tuna I'm about to eat, Bib Fortuna. Bib for God damn it. I'm about to eat this tuna, need a Bib for it. I'm going to Serve it on some rye. That's a salacious crumb. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> now I take a sip of my favorite drink, Kiati Mundi. <laughs> That's what I'm Grogu about. his sense of smell he's lost his sense of taste but has he lost his sense of the cultural zeitgeist let's find out tonight and welcome back to zero credits the show where we talk about things my name's henry and my name's very healthy never been sick john and together we're henry and very healthy never been sick john coming at you to discuss the cultural happenings of that there zeitgeist and making the world a better place. I forgot what it was. <laughs> uh, you know, it's 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 fine. Uh, now, listeners of the podcast might have noticed that uh, there was a little bit of a lull in the uh, releases of episodes of the podcast. I don't know if everyone listening to this is on Twitter, but that was for no reason. Yep, no reason at all. There's also no reason why I sound... Completely different, and I'm taking more breaths than I usually take, and also I am very monotone, and I hate it. No reason for that. Yeah, no reason whatsoever. Listen, if the rest of the world is going to pretend that a certain thing doesn't exist, we can do the same. What a hoax it is, this, this. You heard about this? Did you read about this? This COVID? What a hoax it is. What a big old fat hoax. Yeah, total, absolute, 
the hoax. It's just a bad cold. It's a bad cold that robs you of two out of five of your senses that they teach in primary school and also makes it hard to breathe for the next rest of your entire life. But other than that, it's a hoax. Henry, this 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 has been fun, but let's drop the veil a little bit for our listeners who are clearly concerned about your health and how seriously you're taking this hoax. I had COVID, y'all. I caught it. I caught it full blown. We got him. We, we fucking nailed him. We got him. After two and a half years of dodging it successfully, it fucking zeroed in on just me. Yeah, no one in your household got sick. No one in my household got sick. None of my friend group was sick. My entire workplace is being ravaged by COVID. Uh, I'm just, I just got a message that, from John that says he might be a little late from the po- for the podcast. Yeah, bad news. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so my work is being ravaged by COVID. But other than that, nobody in my life has it. Yeah, I, I think maybe the workforce being ravaged by COVID might be part of it. What? Uh, no. I, I think that might be maybe a contributing factor to why you eventually ultimately got COVID. But according to them, the great people at my workplace, there's been no instances of community spread, despite entire departments being sick with COVID. <laughs> there, There is no incidence of community spread. We just know that it is spreading within our community. <laughs> <laughs> it's very weird how certain departments just all get sick at the same time. They must hang out outside of work, not here. Yeah, I mean, you can't catch COVID at work. That's obvious. You have to go out and, like, club and be irresponsible and have premarital sex to get COVID. Right. You got to hang out in seedy bars, you degenerates. Yeah, you have to, like, share needles to get COVID. Yeah. Us conservative Christians would never be caught getting sick at work. No, (laughs) Jesus will catch the COVID out of the air like a fastball. Yeah. So yeah, I I got COVID pretty bad. Uh, So we had to take a week off while I laid in bed just kind of moaning, kind of like a a dying animal. I, uh, so everyone who has listened to this podcast more than eight weeks ago would know, uh, I also got COVID so I can relate. Uh, that's right, Henry, you're not special. And honestly, you caught it when it's not even fashionable anymore. So I know it's bad luck. What a faux pas. And not not only did I get COVID, I caught OG COVID. I got like the original sickness when everyone else is getting lighter, lighter little sicknesses. I got like the full blown two years out of date, you know? I, I do feel like maybe you got BA5 though. It seems like BA5 is pretty gnarly. Yeah, no. So odds are I got the BA5. And uh, from what I've heard from doctors, uh, so people who didn't get Omicron are getting the BA5. Now, the people who didn't get the BA5 are probably going to get what's ever next. But then the BA5 people will be immune to that one. But the the one after that, they'll probably catch again. We're going to go in cycles of just half the population getting one variant and then half the population getting like the next variant. 
Well, I gotta say, this is really inconvenient for the podcast because if if we could like sync up our COVID cycles, <laughs> that would be for the best. Because uh, people being out for a week, honestly, it's tough and irresponsible. Yeah, I know. I felt bad, but then again, uh, you also weren't here, so <laughs> <laughs> that is that is totally fair. I uh, was also in a in a in a state, <laughs> and that state was Vermont. Uh, right. So we don't was, have to talk about it. Yeah, no. Uh, I was I was hanging out at a lake. You had horrible COVID. I do want to do a, a slight audit of your symptoms, though, because from my understanding, uh, my experience with COVID was very much in line with people who get a mild to severe Omicron infection, uh, which is pretty dissimilar from what a lot of other people got with OG COVID. Uh, yeah. Now, BA5. It seems as though BA5, much closer to your OG COVID loss of uh, smell and taste, uh, yeah. persistent fever, big time yeah. shortness of breath, sore throat, from my understanding, is a big symptom. You want uh, me to just, list? You want yeah, me to list all the general, ones? Yeah, just a general, general list of what you had going on. I'll give them to you chronologically too. Um, so the first thing was fever. Uh, really bad fever and chills and aches, you know, the, the kind that go along with the fever. Um, then a sore throat that like a trickle in the throat that caused a lot of coughing. But my coughing wasn't like cough, cough. It's not what I have now. The coughing I had racked my entire body and came in fits so that like I if I coughed, I would have to sit down because I like I just lost complete all of my breath could not catch it um it was very scary i honestly thought i was gonna die a couple of times so it was pretty cool um so that and then uh congestion of the nose and the head and the throat uh and then all of that culminating in a loss of uh taste and smell now, of course, that's the one that, that fascinates me the most is the loss of taste and smell. For my Omicron infection, I got, I coughed, I never had a sore throat, and it started as a tickle in the back of my throat. Yeah. And it was like a post-nasal drip. There was like yeah. dripping happening. And I was like, oh, weird, this isn't a listed symptom of COVID. So I probably just have like a sinus infection, which is a thing that I used to have all the time because I was an ear surgery baby. Yeah, same uh, here, same here. And, and, and same for a lot of people out there. A lot of people think they just have bad sinus infections. In fact, they have COVID. Yeah, I uh, I had that for a day, and I was testing negative, so I'm like, I guess I'm okay. And then suddenly I was sitting on the couch, and I started shivering. I was like, ah, yeah. shit. Yeah. Uh, tested, tested positive. Never got a sore throat. Never lost sense of smell and taste. Uh, it's and a my cough, My cough was pretty intermittent but honestly the scariest thing for me was like complete and total overwhelming fatigue like oh i forgot fatigue to, yeah, that was completely it was the fatigue was the scariest thing to me it was like being dead yeah i forgot to mention that one the fatigue set on a lot later like i i was starting to recover and then i noticed i would do one thing like i would i i would uh it was the, we got we got groceries delivered and I, all I did was take the groceries inside and put the refrigerator the 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 ones that needed to be refrigerated away and then uh I I I went to sleep for like 5 hours. <laughs> yeah, I remember my first post-covid task 
uh, once I, uh, at this point, Allison had caught COVID, uh, so I could leave the room, but I was largely recovered, was testing negative. So I got out of the room, like, good time to time to tackle the day. And then I unloaded half the dishwasher. I was like, huh, I guess that's all I'm going to be able to do for literally the rest of the day. And then I just went and slept until morning. (laughs) This was at like 5 p.m. Last week was a real struggle because I would go to work, come home and literally fall asleep on the couch pretty much until my until Jamie came home um, and would be completely disoriented and like confused as to where I was. Um, But it's getting better by and large, like each day I seem to have more and more energy, like I'm able to do this podcast. So that's, that's a pretty good step. I think. I just wonder why you didn't take a picture of your positive test and then take multiple pictures of it in different places in your house and change the metadata. So they're on different days and then continue to send those to your work to say that you keep testing positive. Uh, so here's the thing. After five days of having COVID and you get like two positive tests and then they just say, come back to work anyway. Great. So even though I've been feeling really shitty and like I haven't had energy to actually do a lot of work at work, it is important that I am in the building. Uh, And it's funny because my boss keeps calling me on my phone rather than like talking to me in person. Weird. What's he afraid of? I think he's afraid of getting fucking sick. (laughs) Yeah. Weird. Listen, it's just just, super bizarre how we don't have any community spread yet. People who get sick are forced back into the office before they fully recovered. And yet like and infect people like it's so fucking obvious what's happening, but it's not my place because I'm not management. If you ever need to like give your boss a paper memo or something. Uh, I would recommend if he can hear you in his office, you cough really loudly and then hand him a paper memo that you've gently spritzed with water. (laughs) So, so, okay. You're doing like psychological games. Yeah. Yeah. It's not psychological games. It's like, what, what are we going to do to get through this person's (laughs) thick skull that this is a threat? No, it's really, so on the Friday, which was day I think four for me of having COVID. I got a call from my boss, uh, and I answered, and I sounded I sounded like I was near death, like I was out of my mind with fever, struggling to breathe. And I answered the phone because I knew if I didn't, it w- there would be trouble. Um, and the first thing he said was like, "You sound awful," and I was like, "Yeah, I have COVID." Yeah, <laughs> you you'd think. That this would be obvious. He then proceeds to say, oh, I was hoping you you would be like one of those people who gets it and, and fights it off really quick. But I guess you're not. And I was so out of it that I <laughs> wasn't. I know. I was so out. I told Jamie, it's like, if I had more energy, I would be pissed. But honestly, I don't have enough energy to be mad. I'm just surprised. I, I also don't know that many of those people exist it seems like you're either asymptomatic or you you're sick yeah for for days and days and days i don't know it was i mean 
I've had many wake up calls that I need to get to jump ship. And that was just the latest of them. <laughs> for sure. I For me, if I could do the COVID thing all over again, which uh, probably in about three to six months I will have to with right. the way things are going. Uh, I think a mistake that I made was too early on. I was like, okay, I have this fatigue, but I need to like get up and move around because that's going to make me get over the fatigue faster. Uh, I think that actually like significantly impacted my recovery and I should have taken it easy. Yeah. I mean, I I took five days off of work, which is the most I've ever taken off of work for being sick. And, uh, I I think, I feel like that was sort of enough, but I really could have used like two more days. Yeah, for sure. No, uh, without a doubt. I I think from everything that I've read, recovering from COVID takes anywhere from two to three entire weeks. Yeah. Uh, well, and that's and, two and to then, three weeks before you start like doing light exercise again. Right. And you're still going to be dealing with the symptoms for months. So like it, 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 yeah, it's just hard to judge. I will say for me, and this seems to bear out for most of the people I know who have gotten COVID, uh, including OG, the Delta variant and Omicron, uh, is that, I don't know anyone who's had like long COVID that's lasted for months. Cause I had COVID what eight weeks ago, something like that. Uh, I'm pretty much entirely recovered. Like it was very scary for like three weeks after I got it, but I'm, I'm better now. I'm hoping to be one of those people. I've just read when you start losing your, your sense of smell and taste, you kind of spiral a little bit. Cause you know, it's like part of your, your whole, we, we can only experience this world through our senses, right? And you lose two of them. It kind of throws you for a, a little existential loop. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, when you get sick with, when you get sick with COVID and the way I was, I'm like, I'm accustomed to all of these feelings. Cause like I've had the flu and I've had mono and I've had a cold, like all of these things. I know what this feels like, but if I lost my sense of smell and taste, I'm like, Oh, this is new technology. This is right. I, I'm just glad I didn't lose my sense of smell and taste because it would have destroyed my morale. It would have really scared me. No, it's really – it's doing a number on me for sure. Um, but so I looked up, you know, how long could this possibly persist? And uh, the common answer, John, and I, I – are you sitting down? Uh, of course. Yeah, okay, good because you're going to fall over because uh, it's four weeks to six months. Uh, that is a very long time range. Yeah, so I'm hoping closer to the four weeks, because uh, recently Jamie asked me, hey, how do you want to celebrate your birthday? And I told her, honestly, if I can't smell or taste by the time it's my birthday, I kind of just don't want to do anything. I mean, I would be in the same position because I'd be miserable. I experience most of life through smelling and tasting. Yeah, for sure. Same. I mean, normally we do a segment right here at the top of the show where we talk about what we're drinking. But it's fucking pointless because I can't tell you anything about mouthfeel or taste other than texture. So I'm just drinking crappy Coke Zero and and I'm okay with that. I, I'm interested. Does it just taste like sparkling water? Uh, so it's got – underneath the, the notes of Coke, everybody knows this. We just don't really acknowledge it. There's a burning acidic like texture there, right? Uh huh. So I'm getting that. I get like the the corrosiveness. 
there's no other way to say it. I like it buzzes in in the mouth and then down the throat. That's what I get. Interesting. I see. I'm personally fascinated at the idea of like consuming things, but not being able to taste them, which you'll get your sense of taste back. Yeah. Uh, from my understanding, I was talking to uh, someone who had like a patient cause they work in like a long-term acute care facility. And they were saying that they couldn't taste sweet things. They had like a neurological issue and whenever they would try to drink soda, it would taste like drinking battery acid. Cause yeah, when, yeah, when you get rid of like the sweetness of it, it just tastes like chemically and burny and it burns your stomach. Well, what's sad is, uh, I, I think this just proves there's an addiction to to soft drinks because I'm still drinking them and they still bring me some pleasure. Like they're hitting a spot in my brain, even though it, it doesn't taste right. I'm still fulfilling the contract of drinking it uh, because it, it's hitting like dopamine or something. It's releasing something in my brain that makes me want to do it. <laughs> You're like, ah, comfortable Coke. Because if you were drinking water right now, you'd probably be having a more pleasant experience. But Coke brings you, the idea of Coke Zero brings you pleasure for some reason. This is the weirdest thing about this. Water is disgusting to me right now. Oh, weird. Like, I, so, I don't know what it is. There's like a bad taste in my mouth. And the water, I like, when I drink water, it just magnifies that bad taste interesting so, so i i've been i've been this is kind of sad but i've been adding emergency to any water i drink basically just to undercut that weird magnification of badness in my mouth there must be something that you are detecting there must be some archaic sliver of your olf- your olfactory senses hanging on yeah that so, makes that possible to clarify, I did 100% lose smell and taste. I'm now gaining small sections of it back. I, I can smell lemon. I can smell Parmesan. Um, like, it's weird. Pineapple right now tastes like soap to me. Interesting. So it's been really weird to discover, like, what is good and what's not. We've been cooking with a lot of Parmesan cheese just because I can smell it and taste it. Um, but for the most part, I've just been focusing on textures because I can still enjoy like a flaky crumb on a nice muffin. I do. I mean, I, I wonder like dry cereal, would cornflakes be good for you right now? Oh, I should try that. I haven't tried I it. I bet really like crunchy, crispy things would be really nice. Yeah. I still eat chips cause I enjoy the crunch and I, I'm to the point where I can get like 20% out of a barbecue trip, <laughs> a barbecue chip. I wonder if it's like the butyric acid in Parmesan, like that stuff that kind because Parmesan smells strongly of butyric acid slash puke. Like it oh, has wow. that, like, I wonder, I wonder if that's, if that particularly strong acid makes it so you can taste Parmesan. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, I've been doing a lot of experiments with it. Um, like a, a, a coworker of mine who lost his sense of smell and taste with OG COVID uh, gave me the advice. He was like, when I was restoring my, you know, the senses, he's like, the only thing I could get taste out of was pho, uh, you know, like the Viet- Vietnamese mm-hmm. beef broth soup. Um, so we went, we went out and got some and uh, it, it kind of just 
felt warm and good in a way. <laughs> like, uh-huh. It was more of a feeling. Um, but, you know, they, it's because we live in Texas. They had some jalapeno peppers chopped up on the table to add to the soup. So I was like, okay, this might help, you know, flush out some sinuses, get something spicy in me. So I added some of these jalapeno peppers into the soup. And I couldn't taste any of the sweetness of the pepper, but I got all of the heat. Oh, interesting. Which ruins the jalapeno, because normally you get that little bit of sweetness to undercut the heat a little bit. But all I got was like the weird chemical reaction heat. Yeah, all you got was the capsaicin reacting. Yeah, it was like it was like eating a green pepper. With spices. <laughs> yeah, like a really hot green pepper, which I guess is what a jalapeno is. Right. This is just, this is endlessly fascinating yeah. to me. Are there any, I'm sure everyone asks you this, but are there any foods that you couldn't stand to eat before that you've used your newfound superpower to eat? I, I, we haven't tried anything. I, I'm, I'm sure. I you. When I don't eat something, it's usually a texture thing. Like, I don't like green beans because I don't like the, the texture of the beans in my mouth. Um, so I think that would still persist, you okay. know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, I, it's, it's I, been I, a I know weird... That we, I know that we talked about this, but if you don't have your sense of taste and smell by the next time we record, you got to get a Nintendo Switch cartridge and like it. <laughs> oh, I could go get one right now. I mean, sure. Anything for content. Hold on, everybody. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep them entertained. So while Henry's gone, uh, fetching a Nintendo Switch cartridge, I thought I'd uh, let you all know that I'm drinking a New Belgium Voodoo Ranger Juice Force IPA Hazy Imperial IPA. Uh, it's tasting notes, which is why I'm glad Henry's not here, is very juicy, citrus-forward, Honestly, I think the Juice Force IPA, despite being super popular, does taste kind of skunky and unpleasant. I think they really uh, hit the gas trying to reach that 9.5% alcohol mark. Uh, but otherwise, uh, very enjoyable. And he's still gone. So let's see. What else? What else? All right. Oh. Hello. Hello. I, I hope you... You did a good job. I know you did. I tried. I, I was telling them things that would have been insensitive for you to hear. Oh, okay. Thank you for sparing my ears. You're welcome. In my hands, John, is the Nintendo Switch cartridge for Super Mario Maker 2. Okay. Now, I will say, as somewhat of a somewhat of a connoisseur myself, the Breath of the Wild cartridge is is my has my preferred bouquet. I could go get that. I that's I could go get it right now. I think now. they're all the same, so don't worry about it. All right. Um, which part did you lick? It, it, not the metal part, right? Yeah. So the plastic on the back, not not the logo or the sticker. Okay, the plastic on the back. All right, so. We're going to see if I can taste <laughs> the, the worst taste I have ever tasted. The worst taste John has ever tasted. The uh, the chemical retardant, I guess, uh, that to stop people from eating these things. Yes. Here we go. I'm placing it on my tongue. 
I can taste it. Oh, God. Oh, no. No, you know, for real? Yes. Oh, no. It's a miracle, folks. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, it's a miracle. Oh, that was bad. We brought him back. What if that's the key? What if that's the cure? <laughs> Lick the back of a Nintendo Switch cartridge and you can get <coughs> your sense of taste back. After this, we got to try some pho. Yeah. Or this like messed up like the neural pathways in your brain. And after your sense of taste goes back, everything will taste like a Nintendo Switch cartridge. Oh, that would be for sure. Like you made the joke that if you had lost your sense of smell and taste, you would unalive yourself. If everything tasted like <laughs> that just tasted, that is grounds for unaliving. Yeah, I really don't think you'd have a, a choice at that point. I mean, I, I think since it's only fair, what did it taste like to you? Bad. See, I also found it really hard to describe what it tasted like. Yeah, um, I, I'm searching my memory banks. It doesn't help that I can't really remember what things taste like right now. Um, I want to say kind of like sweat a little bit, but mostly just kind of what I think pesticides must taste like. Yeah. It it feels like organic. Yeah. Like when I, when I, I was like, this is what like the gas from a porta potty would taste like. Oh, this is what like the, the juice in a sarcophagus must taste like. Right. Like it was oddly like organic and fecal, but also chemically and vegetal. Everybody out there, lick the nearest Nintendo Switch <laughs> cartridge you've got. It's an experience. I, I want to say, like, it's like an aerosol sweat taste. Like, if there was a, you know, a fragrance that was, like, bottled if that you could If someone could spray. spray you in the mouth with B.O. Yes, exactly yeah. that. Man, I listen, I'm happy Amazing. for this experiment. This did not go the way I thought it was going to. I honestly was hoping I wouldn't taste it at all, but now it is, I'm like washing it down with Coke, which doesn't taste like anything to me currently, so it's just kind of like burning away the taste. (laughs) It's just kind of burning the B.O. spray taste. Yeah, I don't know. It's been a lot of weird, like, when I, so uh, Jamie bought these pineapple pops that are like, hey, in case you want like a sweet treat because you're recovered from covid and like i tried one and it just tasted like soap and i'm like i can't eat this it, it tastes like soap uh and i kept trying she was like well if it doesn't taste good stop i'm like but it's it's the first thing i've tasted in days <laughs> <laughs> i'd love i'd love to taste soap anything <laughs> And, and, like, I kept trying it and, like, physically recoiling. And she's like, I can't watch you eat this. I'm like, I can't eat it. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Imagine how I must feel. Yeah. No, it's I gotta been a say, really though, weird it, In the future, if you ever want to feel something, you can just lick a Switch cartridge. I'm going to say no to that one, dog. Yeah, I, I haven't picked up the mantle of licking a Switch cartridge again yet. No. I, uh... Probably the the worst one that I've heard from a friend who had COVID that resulted in loss of taste, uh, which we don't even talk about the loss of smell, which, you know, smells fine. It's like being Um, blind, you know? Yeah, smell blind. But taste is a real bummer. Uh, But this, this friend said she tried drinking, like, bone broth, which was a big part of her diet because, like... 
she wanted to get well from COVID and it just tasted like drinking like oily water. Yeah. Which was not a pleasant experience for her apparently. Yeah. Yeah. The So I, I got, <coughs> sorry, I'm trying to catch my breath. So yeah, I, I got a beef broth based pho, um, which apparently like beef based, it, it, that's the traditional pho. They, they also do like a chicken based and I think you can even get like a soy based broth. Um, but it, it was like salty water pretty much, you know? Yeah. But it was warm and good. It, 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 and the noodles were really like fun to eat. It, it was kind of like, this is very fancy and this is going to be really reductive to an entire culture of people. It was like really fancy chicken noodle soup. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Very reductive, but also kind of true. Uh, yeah. The only hope that I have is uh, once you get through with this, you've found a new found appreciation for pho. I know. I, I like ate half the bowl and then my only takeaway was like, huh, I hope I like that <laughs> when I get my taste back because it was fun to eat. Yeah, I'm a big fan of pho. Uh, and, you know, you can you can put in all the aromatics you want. They're usually like on the table, including your jalapeno peppers. Yeah, uh, we, had, we had green onions and... And like some lettuce. Listen, you get your your sense of taste back. We'll all go out for fun. See if you still like it. Yeah, <laughs> that would be what an experience that would be. <laughs> Everyone gathers around. We explain to the you know the the server like, oh, this guy had COVID. He's finally got his taste back. He's gonna see if he likes pho. And we all, everyone's waited on bated breath. And I take that first sip and I'm like, ah, yuck. (laughs) (laughs) I liked it better when it tastes like nothing. This was better when I couldn't taste. (laughs) I hate this. Give me a chili dog. (laughs) (laughs) Give me a Vietnamese style chili dog, please. Give me a banh mi. Give me a chili banh mi. Yeah. Uh, That's a sandwich. Yeah. No, uh, I'm, I'm down for getting pho once you get your sense of taste back. Uh... I don't know, man. I'm not looking forward to getting the next round of COVID. No. Uh, which so, just appears to be the <laughs> fucking situation we're in now. I know. Like the, the only upswing of or the upside of this is like uh I, I le- I'm gonna have super immunity for like half a year, which is great. But then as soon as that super immunity runs out, it'll be just time for the new variant to swing yeah. in and get reinfected. The only other saving grace, I guess, is that apparently if you catch it multiple times, it's lesser each time. Yes, that is that is my understanding. Now, there is some research showing that every time you get it, it is a little bit worse for your body, but your symptoms aren't as bad. Oh, that's awful to hear. Uh, like it causes more inflammation systemically, but your symptoms aren't as bad. So... Th- I think there's kind of two ways we can look at this. And I've been trying to rationalize this because I got in like a really bad place thinking about this, like forever disease we're living in right now is you can view it as we tried vaccines and, uh, quarantining and various countries and various strategies. And for the most part, uh, those have failed for a lot of different reasons. And in the U S we never really pot committed to any of those things except the vaccines. Uh, the vaccines help and are great. Uh, but this is where like the paths diverge and we kind of get to pick what our future is. And it's, we just keep getting this every single year, like the flu and we have new shots for it every year. 
that will decrease your chances of getting it. Uh, which sadly is probably the more likely one. And also if every time you get COVID, it's slightly worse for your system. I don't know what's going to happen to the human race. (laughs) The other option is like, we could treat this like any other plague, which like decimated populations for years and years. However, we had the benefit of a rapidly developed vaccine based on work we had been doing on the swine flu H1N1. Uh, and of other upper respiratory syndromes. So we had the first two years relatively easy, and then eventually we just cure it outright uh, and and create like an efficacious lifelong vaccine, or at least a vaccine with a half-life long enough that like people are willing to get it and it cuts down community spread that it becomes a negligible issue and variants stop becoming a thing. Uh, so we'll see which of those two we end up going down. <laughs> Hopefully, I, I would love the lifelong vaccine and to never experience this again. And just to be like, you know, uh, a story on the news, like, you know, it's the 10th anniversary of the COVID outbreaks and yeah. young kids on the street are like, old man, what was COVID like? And I'll just be like, ah, I can't <laughs> taste the peaches. <laughs> I can't taste anything. It's been 10 years. It's they been lied. Ten- yeah, I'm licking the Nintendo Switch cartridge. And I'm yeah. like, oh, it's the only thing I can taste. <laughs> you keep it on a little pendant around your neck to lick <laughs> to feel something. I, I also like that in this timeline, you'd be about 40 at this point. But you're, but you're an old man tottering <laughs> around talking about how he can't taste peaches. <laughs> COVID changed me, man. <laughs> I uh, I don't know. I don't know which path we'll go down. I think, I don't know, maybe the, se- I, I want the second one. I yeah. want the second one where we create like a, an inoculation that's so badass that everyone's willing to take it and it makes you immune for like a year and then it just kind of goes away. Mm. Uh, but we'll, we'll see. I, I just know that when I had COVID, um, I was laid up for six whole days, I think, uh, not really able to do anything. Watched a lot of people play Dungeons and Dragons, which is not a thing that I typically would be able to like devote time to, which was nice. Get to cuddle with my dog, yeah. uh, but otherwise, don't want it again. <laughs> exactly. Did a lot of dog cuddling, caught up on Nathan for you, and uh, watched an entire anime about Vikings in one day. Without, I don't really remember a lot of it, but I don't want to be sequestered in one room again. That I, I've had my fill of that. Yeah, I. uh, It was, it was so nice. Like one of the last days that I had COVID, my appetite finally came back, and in I'm gonna say semi delirium, I ordered like thirty dollars worth of Chinese food just for myself. Uh, and that was great. And just sat around watching people play Dungeons and Dragons. Every other moment that I had COVID, fucking awful. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you experienced this. Uh, I, because I'm me, uh, I took my temperature 20 plus times a day and logged it in a spreadsheet so that I would like try to see like the efficacy of the fever reduction drugs I was taking, how long they took to work so I could like cycle them appropriately to stay below a certain threshold of having a fever. Uh, that didn't work at night cause I was sleeping. Uh, right. so I would get like a really bad fever at night 
And uh, I would just like beckon my dog up onto the air mattress so I could cuddle with him because he was really warm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it it's a nightmare. And, and like um, there is like a like a, a medicine you can get now, but it's just like, I don't know. It can also just take, you know, cough medicine and and like pain medication and be fine, too. Are we talking about Paxlovid? Yeah, Paxlovid. That's what uh, my mom was on it right now. I uh, oh, uh, Joe Biden was on Paxlovid. Yeah, uh, I never went to a doctor. I only went to a clinic who just gave me a test and then said, you know, get out of here. So uh, you, you really have to qualify for Paxlovid. Like you have to have like some pre-existing condition or some comorbidity. To get I want to talk Paxlovid. about this shit because I have asthma. And oh, then you should have gotten Paxlovid, my dude. Well, no, but here's the thing. It's not on the fucking list of comorbidities. <laughs> That's dumb. Which is really dumb because like. For something that gives you serial shortness of breath and your ability to breathe is foundational to your recovery. Yeah, exactly. It, it, I'm still annoyed. It should be on there. I'm lucky I have an inhaler already that I can readily like have at my disposal. But yeah, I just, I it still ticked off that asthma isn't on the list of like factors to be considered. Listen, just do what everyone who's unscrupulous like me did to get the first round of the vaccines. My BMI technically makes me obese. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Listen, anything. <laughs> also, they don't check too hard. Right. Uh, but I don't know, man. I don't want to get it. Maybe I'll get Paxlovid. I just don't want one of those nasty Paxlovid rebound cases. Oh, what's that? Uh, it is fairly common when people take Paxlovid since it's antiviral to alleviate the symptoms. But then they start testing positive again a few days after they stopped testing pause after they started testing negative uh it, it's fairly common to rebound on paxlovid if you ramp up too quickly after you get over it which oh. is what happened to joe biden apparently great perfect a medicine that doesn't actually cure it it's amazing <laughs> i mean it's an antiviral so like it helps in conjunction with other things it's just no, like no. it can come back i hate it i want a thing that just gets rid of it like uh tamiflu I mean, that'd be great. Yeah, we me, will probably get there eventually. Give me Tamacovid. <laughs> Tamacovid. Tamacovid. I just want a little tincture I can mix in a cup of hot microwaved water. <laughs> Every time someone says Tamiflu, I think Theraflu, but I wish there was a Theracovid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The benefit there is you wouldn't have to taste it. Well, you couldn't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Theraflu tastes bad, but... Yeah. I've learned to think it tastes good. God, remember the flu? No. <laughs> other than other than COVID, knock on wood, I have not been sick. I know, same. I hadn't been sick in over like two and a half years at all. And then I get the big bad. Yeah, so if the flu rears its fucking head, I'll be like, no, 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 sorry. I already did this. Yeah. I, I like to imagine that if the flu tries to enter your body and it can't work like this, but whatever antibodies you have from COVID are like, just like wave them away like a bouncer. Yeah, exactly. It's like, sorry, you're not on the list. COVID was on the list, but you're not. 
But yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, man. Texas hasn't been masking for a minute, but I've just been sanitizing my hands and not being a crazy person. I haven't gotten sick. I'm also not actively dating and kissing a bunch of people, which... (laughs) A bunch of people. Which, you know, you know, I'm kissing babies. Oh, you're running for mayor? Yeah, it's uh, going really well. Oh, how are you polling? Uh, (laughs) You know, manually. Nice. Just asking people, oh, how are my numbers? That's what I meant. Oh, pretty low. Oh, okay. But there's enough time they're they're going to pick up? Yeah. I mean, Steve Adler just joined that California company that flips single-family homes into vacation properties. So yeah, the current mayor is not, not in great shape. What a fucking asshole. Isn't it great to live in a city where you're basically in a bigger fool scheme where people are trying to flip your city for a profit and you're just trying to fucking live here? Yep. And meanwhile, like the the price of a gallon of, you know, milk or soy milk just keeps climbing and climbing. Yeah. What is, uh, I mean, there was a break in the CPI number, but I think overall... Uh, prices are up like 8.5% year over year. Insane. Insanity, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, our mayor is joining a California company <laughs> that's trying to flip. It, because that's the problem with Austin, right? Like we're right. facing like a, a huge crisis of people experiencing homelessness, housing unaffordability. Uh, it, it's not that we need to build multifamily housing or address the fact that Austin has the largest individual per person lot size of almost any metropolitan city in the country. Uh, We don't need to address those. We just need more vacation properties. I mean, look what it did for New Orleans. Yeah, New Orleans. It fixed all those problems for New Orleans, right? Yep. Let me tell you. Yeah, it's not a complete uh, words come to me. It's just an Airbnb ghost town. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. No, it's just funny because, you know, for a while there, it was like, oh, man, our governor is shit. At least our mayor is okay. And now it's like, wait a second. Was he just a jerk the whole time? I I don't think that Steve is a jerk. I just think he's a hapless buffoon. (laughs) Uh, I I just think he's kind of a dummy. uh, And sometimes dummies do things that look like evil and are evil but i don't think it's from a mean-spirited place i think someone just like slipped him a prospectus he's like well that seems like a good idea right just not the smartest tool in the shed they probably were just like you make this much amount of money it's like oh that's a lot of money well i could finally (laughs) maybe maybe i can do some good with the city with my new salary (laughs) and then one guy was like your city would be made better if you uh if you flipped all these houses to vacation properties, like, okay, vacations are nice. I like vacations. <laughs> um, I almost went on one during the freeze, but people didn't seem to like it when <laughs> Ted did that. Right. Uh, I don't know, man. I just came back from Vermont, which, like, not to blow smoke up Vermont's ass, because Vermont, a t- ton of problems. Uh, Vermont has... A, Bunch, bunch of problems. They put syrup on pizza. I mean, that's fine. Uh, Is it, John? 
Yeah. Is but listen, it fine? In Vermont, for the most part, you can't rent out entire residences as short-term rental properties. Because it incentivizes speculators and developers to buy up single-family housing, which is essential to the health of a city. I mean, that sounds good, right? When you make it when they... No, this is a good thing about Vermont. Granted, my Airbnb was just like someone a room in someone's house they were very nice by the way they're like a professor at a college walked in they were all the whole family was like reading books in the living room and i'm like amazing i was like a foreign exchange student (laughs) i was just boarding (laughs) in one of their rooms uh which was interesting but like that results in uh vermont having a ton of families who own their own homes generationally (laughs) Uh, which is not going to be a thing in Texas anytime soon and is just a problem that keeps getting worse. And I was also didn't intend to talk about this, but you know who Adam Newman is? No. He's the uh, WeWork guy, the Barefoot King. Yes. The guy who would take people up allegedly onto a roof and get them drunk and act like he was going to throw them off and also acted like a weird wellness guru and ran WeWork into the ground. I know about the WeWork stuff. Everything else is fascinating, though. Uh, Yeah, fascinating guy. Read some articles about him. Seems like a real alleged crackpot. Amazing. Uh, But he's got a new, I think, startup called Flow. Which uh, is just, from my understanding, a uh, a startup to like standardize rental properties, which is something that people in the tech space have been trying to do for a while, which is like, how can we make people who don't make a quarter of a million dollars a year basically live in prison? <laughs> uh, there, there's a demand for housing. Of course there is. People need a place to live. So we're going to build them. Uh, a million identical apartments. Uh, and then, I don't know, they can work for us in those apartments or whatever. Uh, but A16Z just gave him like $350 million for the startup to create totally homogenous rental living. No. Y- you know how a lot of people who were like major crackpots... Uh, thought there was this great reset thing coming that was uh, fa- that was like governmentally uh, incentivized. Like you won't own anything; you'll rent everything. You'll be like a total like cucked soy boy, whatever stupid <laughs> shit. Whatever stupid shit they said. I'm sure uh, that's what they said. Yes, but basically the idea is like the elimination of ownership. I'm like, no, the government doesn't want you to do that, but a lot of tech companies do. Yeah. Uh, most of what startups are are trying to find ways to wring money out of people to swindle them out of ownership. Yeah, I know it's the subscription-based model with all all every software now is subscription-based because they just want to bleed you dry every month and say like, oh, but this is how you're going to get updates to the software. It's like we used to get those for free. Yeah, because there's no money in ownership. There is a future envisioned by a lot of people uh, in tech where you will own nothing and you will be happy. Uh, It's truly terrifying. 
uh, and living in a city that is arguably at the forefront of this movement, it's not good. (laughs) And it doesn't make me very happy. No, no. Especially because you don't own a house yet. Yeah, and I'm not going to at this rate. Yeah, it's sad. It's very sad. I gotta move to own a house. It what's is even sadder. Although we moved out of Austin, so I guess it's just inevitable. It seems like what everyone's doing. But the thing is, if I move out of Austin, I'm gonna do it big. I'm gonna move to Bastrop or some shit. I'm gonna <laughs> go. I'm gonna go country. You're just gonna leave. Yeah, just leave. I'm the not whole gonna situation. go suburb. I'm gonna go compound. Damn. Might as well, I guess. Listen, if if I'm buying a house, it's it's a statement. I'm going to become a weird, like, libertarian if I buy a house. You're going to be one of those, uh, what are they called? Preppers? No, no, no. Sovereign citizen. You're going to become one of those sovereign (laughs) citizens. You'll be like, oh, I'm sorry. Are you addressing the individual known as John? I am the company known as John. I'm going to paste a little piece of uh, A4 paper on the the window of my car being like, I will not roll down the window for you. I am a sovereign citizen. I, I am not bound by your laws. <laughs> They'd be like, wait, what, what entitles you to all this is like, I own a compound out in Bastrop. <laughs> that makes me a landowning person. So I, I own a 1500 <laughs> square foot hovel in, in Smithville, Texas. <laughs> oh, that's where they filmed hope floats. Hmm. I own, I almost doxed myself about my <laughs> wedding. Uh, oh, yeah. Don't worry about it. No, don't worry about it. Uh, uh, I don't know. Madisonville? No. Madisonville? I don't know. I've, I've been looking at land. That's not a real place, is it? There's a lot of places in Texas less than 30 minutes away from Austin. Yeah, I mean, you could, you could go out to Hutto and be <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. Listen, I can flip these places blue because I will be the only person living there. Right, right. You'll 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 buy an entire neighborhood of uh, of new builds and just Airbnb them out. Yeah, no, no, no. I want to make it clear. I'm unhappy about what's happening to Austin, but I want to do that to other places <laughs> so I can make money. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's the constant thing. This is wrong. It's happening over here, but I want to do it over there and be part of the problem. Yeah, it's wrong that it's happening to me, but <laughs> I want to inflict it on other people. Yeah, rules for thee, not for me. Yeah, it's like the it's the golden rule: do unto others as you would not want done unto thyself. Right, do unto others as long as it turns a profit. Yeah, ideally, you know, it's going to be sunk costs and. You know, at the end, at the end of it, if we make a lot of people's lives miserable and we don't profit, at least the journey was fun. <laughs> it's not about the destination. It's about how many people you can make suffer. Yeah, it's it's about how many bodies you can leave in your wake. Oh, amazing. Great. Perfect. Yeah, I love this direction for you and our podcast. I uh listen, this is this is John slowly becoming 40, abandons all principles, only wants to make a profit and hurt people. They do say you get more conservative as you grow older. I, I do wonder about this 
because I'm not becoming more conservative, but I am becoming more militaristic. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the same thing? Uh, I guess. <laughs> I The older, because I always assumed you got old and you wanted to own guns, but because you wanted to own guns, it meant that like you agreed with like small government states' rights and uh, the obliteration of civil rights. But I want people to have a lot of rights, and I want to defend those rights with my guns. Oh, okay. I, I always thought it was like, you know, you grow old, you, you, you get older, and now you finally have like a slice of the pie, and now you're conservative because you don't want anyone to take away your slice of the pie. Sounds like you just want to own some guns. <laughs> Yeah, I want to own some guns and take other people's slices of the pie. <laughs> Wait this a is, second. This is late game civilization when you realize you're not going to get the diplomacy victory. Right, right. Uh, I don't know what to label this. Because um, I was going to say, like, oh, I've never heard of like a militant liberal before. But it sounds like you just want to be a thief. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, my political affiliation is bandit. <laughs> well, I guess that would be small small government because uh, then there wouldn't there would be less laws about <laughs> banditism. No, I want there to be a large government. It's me. <laughs> I am the large government. I am the steal. I'm the government now. Yeah. Fascinating. Oh, man. I don't know. I, I, as someone who has been part of a political party that that cannot govern and and hates itself for so long, I'm like, surely there's a path forward where like you can love people, want them to have rights, and also have a, a strong presence that communicates that you will not put up with people wanting to take those away. Because the political party that my ill-fated political party has been fighting against almost my entire life has that, and we don't. Yeah. I don't mean to advocate for people owning guns on a podcast. Well, now you have. No, no, no. I don't own a gun. No one needs to own a gun. Oh, I'm not saying you, you own one, but you did advocate everyone should have a gun. You just said it. No, no, no. I'm just saying everyone should have a presence that indicates that they are capable of violence. And the last time I checked, knives are legal in all 50 states. Yeah, you just can't take them on a plane. (laughs) Okay, don't bring up the many knives I tried to bring on a plane. (laughs) Just saying, you know, there are places where knives can't go. I really didn't think... Let me tell you, when the scanner, like, picked that knife up, it did, like, a... I don't know if I told you this, but someone was being trained at the TSA, like, uh... And, you know, I like to go through the big machine so I don't have to take my laptop out. And, uh, they can rotate the objects around in 3D, which is really cool. And (laughs) my bag, like, came up on the screen. I could see it because someone was being trained. And then it just, like zoomed in zoomed in like <laughs> zoom and enhance on the knife blew it up and then like the, the knife rotated around 360 degrees and the only thing that would have made it like more cinematic is if there was just a pop-up that just flashed knife <laughs> yeah yeah N- knife and then underneath it is like 
contraband. <laughs> Knife, contraband, do not allow on the airplane. <laughs> Just trying to make it as like visually clear as possible what's going right. on. That's very funny, yeah. At least they uh, were cool about the knives. They're like, hey, man, we can either take these or you can check the bag. Yeah, they were super cool. Yeah. Um, anyway, I hope you like your knife. <laughs> I do. I finally have it because it was mailed to me. You can mail a knife. Yeah, I uh, mailed. <laughs> this is this is starting to sound weird, and I won't explain the circumstances to the listening audience, but I mailed a number of knives yesterday. Very easy. Yeah, you can mail a knife. So I got my knife in the in the mail, and I do like it. I don't carry it with me because I've never been a knife guy, but I'm sure it'll come in handy around the house. Yeah, no, it's just for like little things, whittling, it's a, whatever. It's a good you need knife. To cut. It's I like mean, French it's carbon steel, French sharp as French, hell. Yeah, French knife. Uh, nothing to break, no springs. Yep, last forever. Yeah. I'm going to have this, this knife is going to outlast me, but I won't be able to pass it on. I won't have a generational knife because I'll sell it to like a vacation home person. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, I'm actually starting a startup where you rent short term <laughs> knives to people. Yeah. Air knife and B. <laughs> yeah. Air knife and B. What does the B stand for? Breakfast. Breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you got a knife, you might as well be cutting up some toast. The uh, unfortunate thing is in Vermont, you have to share the knife with a family. Oh, right. Because, yeah. Good rules in Vermont. Yeah, good rules with with the knives. Listen, now, I'm glad now, you they like also, the knife. They also cover all their knives in maple syrup. That is true. Have you ever heard of a creamy? Uh, John, this is a family <laughs> podcast. So, uh, apparently, this is a thing... In Vermont, is like they're very proud of their soft serve ice cream. Yeah, okay. They don't call it soft serve. They call it a creamy. Uh, apparently, it has like a really high butter fat percentage because like, by the way, as someone who like doesn't eat dairy for the most part, being in Vermont was tough because like I'd order something without cheese and people would straight up be like, why? Yeah, no, cheese and syrup, that's like their big things. Dairy is like, they're massively proud of it. Oh, I yeah. got I got bullied into eating burrata at a restaurant because I was like, and can we do no burrata? They're like, why? I said, well, I try not to eat dairy. Are you lactose intolerant or is it like an ethical thing? And I said, well, I'm slightly lactose intolerant, but it's mostly, it's mostly ethical. They're like, this burrata comes from a farm. Less than three <laughs> miles away. There are less than 20 cows. On, we could drive to that farm right now. And you could wow. see how happy those cows are. And I was like, fine, I'll fucking have the burrata, whatever. Uh, <laughs> and then anyway, they spit in it. Then they, then they spit in it. But that's yeah. also, you know, it's a Vermont thing. The spit? Uh, <laughs> yeah, they spit. But it is maple syrup when they spit, which is nice. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, really hard to brush your teeth in Vermont. Anyway, a creamy. Yes, yeah, a creamy. It's what they call soft serve, but uh, I saw someone order a creamy. It's straight up like a little cake cone. What? And then there is a 10-inch long cylinder. What? Of, of so like perfectly spiral soft serve that is like 10 inches tall. I, I'm googling creamy. It, it's, it is C-R-E-E-M-E-E. -E -E. 
Wait, what the fuck? C-R-E-E-M-E-E. Look up large creamy. Oh, wow. The Vermont creamy. That is impressive how they get it to stay. What the fuck? Yeah, it's a, it's like a ton of ice cream. That is a lot of ice. Well, I guess if you eat that much dairy a day. Yeah, their diets are like almost entirely dairy. Uh, but it looked good. I I just had a beer and a veggie burger, but... You should have gotten... Oh, wait, no, you shouldn't have gotten the creamy. I'm guessing soft serve has dairy in it. Oh, for sure. I mean, I ate dairy when I was in Vermont because I got bullied into it. Uh, <laughs> That's the also, one thing. They say, you know, come for the great scenery, get bullied into drinking milk. <laughs> yeah. Listen, you can bike almost all the way to Canada and it's beautiful. People will f- force milk down your throat, though. <laughs> it's like clockwork orange except it's not it's not your eyes that are held open it's yeah your, your mouth is held open and they just squirt milk straight <laughs> uh, from a hot teat not squirt no <laughs> oh god yeah anyway uh, vermont's cool i guess yeah vermont it's got cool laws that i like they're pushy with their dairy <laughs> that's that's basically my review oh their beers are delicious oh that's great oh my god i had some of the best beers i've ever tasted in vermont oh that's all the dairy they put in them oh yeah absolutely oh you think i mean like the uh fermented alcoholic beverage beer <laughs> that's no. what they call large glasses of hot milk yeah. <laughs> it's fermented milk though Oh, yeah, it's been sitting out in the sun. Uh, the top has curdled. Oh, okay, gross. Uh, but yeah, you just gotta slug it down. It, it makes you feel drunk. Yes, because your body is physically ill. <laughs> yes, your body is physically ill from consuming so much curdled milk. Uh, uh, anyway, like yeah, curdled. my review of Vermont, great curdled milk. <laughs> Love their laws. Weird, like progressive laws, weirdly not progressive about their dairy. <laughs> yeah, very regressive about their dairy. Wow. Uh, I, I did have to wear a bonnet and manually milk the cows. Well, of course. Uh, to make the creamy. <laughs> to make. <laughs> How is the name of this episode not going to be to make the creamy? Oh, okay. Yeah. COVID creamies. <laughs> No. Uh, what do you, what do you like mean? Co- it's a, it's I don't like COVID. I don't like COVID creamies. You don't like COVID creamies? <laughs> uh, I don't like it. We're just grossing each other out back and forth. I think that might be a good indication that this episode might be cooked. I think. Yeah. I think. Uh, get the meat thermometer. Stick it in. Let's see if we hit the right <coughs> the right temperature. Yep, 165. Perfectly done. For fish or chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what is the is it different? Yeah, different meats have different temperatures they need to hit. Okay, quiz beef. Like 180. Lamb. Uh, I've never cooked lamb. Duck. I've never cooked duck. Creamy. <laughs> Uh, 32 degrees. <laughs> I like to imagine they stick a meat thermometer in the cream. And like, ah, perfect. Oh, steaks and roast should be cooked to 145 degrees medium. Less than a chicken? Uh, yeah, I, apparently. Let's see chicken. Chicken is 165. You, you wow. hit it on the, on the head. I used to work in a restaurant. What can I say? 
Uh, fish is 145, which is the least. Fish is less? Fish is less. Wow. Wait, lamb. Oh, fuck, lamb. Um, Lamb raw. (laughs) (laughs) Lamb is also 145. Okay, similar. So lamb is a fish. Yeah. Now, this is internal temperature, just so you know. This is supposed to be like the very center of the, the cut. Yeah. No no one's no one's measuring external temperature of a chicken. No. Because no. everyone knows the outside of a chicken is always ice cold. <laughs> no matter what you do. <laughs> yeah. It's the na- nature's strangest bird. Oh. Uh, well, I I, su- I suppose there's nothing left to do but to plug our social medias. Indeed. I'm not sure who edits this week. Uh technically we... I edited last two weeks this is the week i do therapy though so if you edited this week that would be a big solid for me and one of us wouldn't have to edit two weeks in a row i already did what i edited last week wait let me think oh so you'll edit three weeks in a row that that's acceptable to me (laughs) i don't know about that that's Um, acceptable that's fine uh i edited while i had covid i feel like that exempts me from editing this week listen i'll do the social media plugs and then we'll talk about it you could do two weeks in a row like you said didn't i do two weeks in a row last time yeah, you could do two weeks in a row this time. Okay, so you're doing okay. You're doing this one. Here we go. I'll do no, the social I, media. Plugs. I got I got stuff to say for the social media plugs that you don't know about because you deleted your Twitter. Okay, fine. I just wanted to give a shout out to uh, Ashley, who currently has COVID and is dealing with her first week of having students. She's a teacher, uh, so our our thoughts are with you. Hopefully, you're you, you're gonna bounce back quicker than I do. Yes, absolutely. Longtime fan of the show, Ashley. Please uh, retain your sense of smell and taste. And if you don't, it's already I, gone. Only, I only wish that you get it back faster than Henry does. Yeah, uh, yeah, there. That, that, that applies. She's already lost her smell and taste. Again, Man. you don't have Twitter, so you don't know. Listen, I'm only on Instagram and WhatsApp. I don't know what WhatsApp is, but if you want to reach us for social media, I guess John is going to tell you about it and he's going to make me fucking edit again. The piece of shit. I mean, he's a good friend. Let's go. There we go. Uh, did you really edit when you had COVID? Yeah, I, I edited the... I, I We released an episode last week, John. How do you think that episode got done? I thought you edited the week after you got COVID. That's when I had COVID. Last week you had COVID? The last two weeks I had COVID. Oh, well, you were recovering from COVID. That doesn't count. Uh, uh, it counts. Listen, all we do here on this show is minimize people's illnesses. And if you want to minimize our illnesses and tell me how I had baby COVID and how Henry has toddler COVID, uh, you can send us a tweet to at ZCPCWHJ on twitter.com i believe henry knows what that stands for so now you're gonna make me do this too you you just make me do everything i do you do anything for the podcast uh very little i'm sorry if you hear a barking dog in the background we should throw it to delhi one of these times she she's barking so i think she stopped you can continue (laughs) Wait, I, I threw it. Oh, was that your? Th- okay. Yes, uh, that was all a bit. You 
dingus. Listen, I'm one juice force in, and if you want to get nev- juice forced we, in... We never talked about what you were drinking. We don't know what that is. I did while you were gone. I gave them tasting ah, notes because it was insensitive to you. You're being very mouth-handering. I'm very mad at you for making me edit. Listen, uh, it's fine. We'll talk about it later. Maybe I'll edit. No, it's too late. Okay, great. If you want to send us, <laughs> if, if you want to send us a passive aggressive email, you can do so to email at zerocredits.net. Still a website, still an email, and if you're smart, you'll include a little attachment with your bank routing information, <laughs> or else we'll leak the documents. Uh, we are on a number of podcast hosting services, including the one you're listening to us on right this very second. Uh, but to name a few, we are on Podchaser, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and another. I set this up so that I could say the fourth one with emphasis, but couldn't think of a fourth one in time if you can leave us a rating and review on any of those services that would certainly help us but what would help us the most is if you took your newly recovered from covid body out into the sun (laughs) the hot hot texas sun big mistake and you told people first of all hey i'm negative (laughs) secondly i'm positive you should listen to the zero credits podcast with henry and john because word of the mouth is the only way we can survive so tell your friends who will soon be positive and tell yourself who is positive now and will be positive in six months to listen to the show because we're here and we make it for you and from everyone here at the five plus three, eight senses, uh, two COVIDs, zero credit studios, we want to wish you a happy week. Hey, double super immunity podcast. We got to get out there and fuck it up. Yeah, live shows. Live shows. I also, I I just want to say, I forgot a symptom, and I. It's funny because I keep forgetting it. Uh, I'm forgetting things. Oh yeah, I also had. I also (laughs) forgot a bunch of stuff and had crazy brain fog for like six weeks after I had COVID. Yeah, so that's fun. But uh, we got to get out of here. So goodbye. (laughs) Speedy recovery. Goodbye. Listen, I'll figure out some other way to make it up to you that you have to edit twice in a row.